Welcome to another message from C3 Mumbai. For more information about C3 Mumbai, please visit our website c3mumbai.com or visit our Facebook page. We're going to start this new series called Free. And uh, the reason for this series is really because um, in my conversations with, with all of us across the little while that I've been doing this, um, you know, Rachel and I started this five years ago or so. It's gone really fast, too fast. Um, but one of the things that I've found is, is that people question a lot is, is their freedom in, in the spiritual realm. Um, and uh, uh, what I mean by that is, I mean, we, we, we all probably know, I mean, most of us here, maybe some of you are still struggling through some questions, but at least I'm going to talk for myself, that there is a spiritual realm out there, and uh, we can't see it, but we know it's there because there are elements of life that you can't explain that are there, but you're not sure how or why, and, and, and there, there are teachings, there are all sorts of teachings out there about, um, you know, celestial beings and the positions of things and what's going on in the universe and how that affects us and all of these sorts of things that, you know, all of these things, you know, in Australia, where I grew up, um, it was very superstitious there. Um, Western culture actually has a highly superstitious background that we don't even realize is there. Um, little things like uh, people used to say, don't walk under a ladder because that would be bad luck. Right? Don't walk under a ladder because that would be bad luck. Now, um, I reckon I know how that, that myth started because I used to work on ladders a lot. I'm not on ladders but up on ladders, and the amount of things that I have dropped <laughs> while I'm standing on a ladder, if there does happen to be anyone under it, well, it will be bad luck. <laughs> I know that's funny, but um, we can live our lives in fear. And, and that's not what Christ wants for you and I. He doesn't come and reveal himself, and if he is revealing himself slowly to you, I mean, listen to me. You are walking into freedom that you've never known before. And including this sort of thing, where, where you step out and such and such says this and looks at you with their you know, left face instead of their right face and, you, oh no, they hate me and that means this is going to happen or, you know, whatever. Or the, the moon is missing, you can't see it. It's, oh, it's just the pollution. I'm not sure where that... Where that goes with all of my, uh, my beliefs. You know, we, we can be living in such fear, right? Who knows what I'm talking about? Yes. I, I believe that, that people's whole lives can be lived out and destinies can be totally um, put off course by the beliefs that people have or, um, you know, the, the things that we believe in. Who, who knows the things that you, we believe in will determine the course of our lives? Yes. Um, and so when there's belief systems out there, that are not really tried and tested, but are just sort of there because they're there. We need to be careful because those things can determine the course of your entire life. And, and, and what, what I want to help you with is just to show you what the Bible says about these things and uh, how it ties in with this culture that we live in. Um, this culture that we live in, 
I, I've said this, I've been saying this more and more lately. The more I read this Bible, the more I realize that the Bible is, is more like Indian culture than it is than the culture I came from. I kid you not. Um, and, and I'll say this also alongside of that. Did you know that what we would call Christianity, I don't know what that word brings to your mind, Christianity, whether it brings like, okay, beef eating, you know, <laughs> you know, all of those sorts of things. That is not what Christianity, Christianity was just a word that they came up with originally for those who were following Christ. And then after a while, it got, became this thing, depending on which part of the world it was, and it had all these connotations that people are joining to it. But originally, Christianity, the original Christianity, I want to tell you something. You know, it's been longer here in India than it has been in the West. Did you know that? It's been in India for about 2,000 years. 2,000 years. It's only been in Australia for like, well, I think it came last week. Like, <laughs> I kid you not, it's probably like 200 years in Australia. I mean, when the British went there and it was, and it was in India before it was with the British. So whatever the British bought here and their brand of it, but any, any brand of that that wasn't of the Bible, let me tell you something, that wasn't of the Bible. That wasn't of God. That was a particular brand that they bought. And we're not about that here. Who knows that we're not about that here? I don't want anybody afraid, like, oh, I'm going to this church, you know, and Christ is like showing himself to me and he's, 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 he's getting more real in my world, but I'm so afraid that I'm going to lose who I am. It's like, no, no, you don't have to worry about that. Listen, Jesus has been in India for a long time. <laughs> He's been around for a long time. He's okay, all right? He, he gets it. He gets the culture. He gets everyone. And, uh, you know, he's not... <laughs> it's all good. You can relax. He gets the terrain. He gets you. He gets the culture. In fact, he was the one who created Indians. And, and you've got to understand something. We did communion today. It was all like... It was all like formal and all... You know, it was all like... Square pieces of bread and little cups. It wasn't like that. It was more like an Indian meal. He broke bread. And, it was, and that, it was unleavened bread. It wasn't like a nice French loaf of bread that's had yeast in it. It's like flat bread, like, you know, the bread that you have with your, you know, naan bread, right? You've got to understand this. Jesus was more Indian than he was anything else. <laughs> and this was the thing, Right? When you read the New Testament, I'm reading the New Testament these days in new eyes. Since moving here, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something. I'm, I'm reading it like I've never read it before because I'm beginning to understand the context just from living here of what the Bible is about. Isn't that interesting? You know, most of the mission stuff that's gone on and stuff that's come, it's like we're going to bring our brand in and do our thing and all that because we, we know better. It's like, well, yeah, okay, you might. But there has been, there is a heritage of Christ working in this country for many many years and it's an awesome thing and uh, we're going to see more and more of that I hope because Jesus is all about love he's all about hope he's all about freedom now let me talk about these people and called the Ephesians okay the Ephesians were from a city called Ephesus which is now modern day Turkey okay Turkey ain't too far from here and uh, you know that in the, in the time of Alexander the Great, that Turkey and India were the same, right? Like at one point, 
they were Indians, okay? They were Turkish, it was all the same. It was all under the same kingdom at one point. Okay, so you, you're talking about a part of the world that is connected to here, right? And the, what happened is, is, is Jesus came, he resurrected, he ascended, he sent the Holy Spirit, which was him in spirit form, and uh, he is here today. If you felt some sort of vibe, some sort of something going on in your feeler, you know, your feeler, that thing, you just don't know, you can feel it. It's like, I can just feel it. There's something going, that was the Holy Spirit going, knock, 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 is anybody there? Hello, wake up, I'm here, Whenever I want to come in. He, he released the Holy Spirit, and then what happened is a, a guy called Paul uh, was riding on a horse, and he his way to kill some people who were talking about Jesus because the news of Jesus is spreading so fast. And he gets knocked off his um, horse and Jesus appears to him and says, Paul, why are you doing this? And he becomes a follower and he goes on and becomes the person who wrote uh, 70% of the New Testament, which is the second half of the Bible, right? Okay. And a lot of the people that he wrote to were not the original people that knew about God in terms of uh, the God of the Bible. Now, the God of the Bible was known for two things, okay? That he was alive still, and he still did things, and that he was a single God. He was one God that ruled over, it, over everything. Uh, but but, but that, 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 that narrative, that sort of thing isn't, that sort of thing isn't exclusive to just... The Bible, everyone in history always knew that over everything there was this one unifying God. They always, everyone, if you look at all of the, all of the religions of that time, they all, it all came back to this single one entity. And it was always a question, well, well, well who is it, right? So, so then Jesus comes and he says, well, it's me. And everyone messed up about that, they crucify him. Then he rises again and they get it messed up by that, but then they start to believe in him and follow him. The, the, the Jews, and then there was these people called the Gentiles. Now, who were the Gentiles? Well, the Gentiles were everybody else who had all sorts of different beliefs, who believed in all sorts of different gods, this and that, this and that. So these people began to realize was special about this God. These people in Ephesus... They worshipped uh, this, this god called Diana or Artemis. I want to talk about this because they became followers of Jesus. Okay? And they had this problem because all of their lives, they had been raised a certain way with a certain set of cult cultural beliefs. And all of a sudden, there's uh, Jesus. Um, and Jesus reveals himself to them and they don't know what to do. They don't know how to live. And they don't know what to do with the beliefs that they've already come into Christ with. Right? Do you know what I'm saying? They don't know what to do with those beliefs. And Paul has this challenge of teaching them how to believe in Christ and what it is that they need to let go of and what it is that they need to move on into to, to, uh, to believe in Jesus. Now, one of the things that they really struggled with was this. 
And this is connected to being free, okay? This is connected to the overall, you have to stay with me, this is going somewhere, so if I am, don't, don't switch off on me, okay? <laughs> Let's just talk about this Diana, Ar this Artemis, this goddess. Um, what they believed in, 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 in Ephesus, in that city, there was this gigantic temple. I mean, it was gigantic. In fact, it was, at that time, it was one of the seven wonders of the world. It was gigantic, okay? And uh, everyone from all around knew about this particular temple. And the reason it was famous is because uh, the, the story goes like this. Something fell out of the sky, okay, and landed there, and they began to worship it. Now, most likely, most likely, it was a meteorite. But this is before they knew about comets and, you know, they didn't have the Hubble Space Telescope. They didn't have NASA. They didn't have Russia. You know, they didn't have China. They didn't have all of these things. That everyone's trying to get up there, you know. They didn't have all of this technology. And, and they just had the sky, right? And they had really tall trees and stuff. Like, that was as close as you could get. Okay, so, so for them, looking up in the sky was like this, wow, what is, what is up there? It was this unknown. And because of that, as you know, all sorts of beliefs got formed around that because of the way that they just didn't understand what was going above. Isn't it funny how we, the things we don't understand, we, we kind of turn them into something more than what they actually are, Right? And that's kind of what they did. So, so, so out of the sky falls this meteorite and goes into the ground. And it's like, have you seen Gods Must Be Crazy? Remember that movie, the Coke bottle? Coke bottle falls out of the sky, they start to worship it. It's, it's like that. Okay, they start to worship it. And, you know, then they build this temple and then they get this form of set, set of beliefs. And then they begin to, you know, see this... this the, 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 this, this narrative of the, of the many-breasted one, that's what she had, a lot of, a lot, like a lot going on there. And then she had all, and she was, you know, because it was, she was the god of fertility, and then she had um, uh, these animals around her, she was the god of all of the animals and all of that sort of stuff. She was powerful, and, and in fact, it became, that place became so powerful that all of the known kings and uh, uh, rich rulers around would put their money just behind her statue, because it was the safest bank in the world, okay? So this is Ephesus. Ephesus was, like, huge at that point in the, in the world. It was, like, about 200,000 people had this gigantic temple that everybody... And, and, and most of the town's um, uh, prosperity was around that temple, okay? So there was these silversmiths who, who would make little statues, and they made a lot of money from making little statues of what was in that big, you know, it's like a tourism thing, right? Okay? So they, they made a lot of money out of that, and then it was the main thing. Now, a problem starts to happen because, because Jesus comes in, and they're not sure what to do about all the beliefs they've got over here, but they also want this Jesus who's revealing himself to them, okay? So, so, well, let's, let's pick it up from, um, I'm just going to give you some context. So this is Acts, Acts chapter 19, um, verses 1 to 20. Um, there's a lot here, but I'm just going to read it really fast. And before I read this, I just want you to know that what, they what Paul was trying to tell them 
was that they actually had an authority in Christ. And that authority would take them into the freedom that Christ wanted for them. Okay, let's read this. Okay. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and, and, and asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So Paul asked them, then what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. Don't worry, we'll just keep moving because to explain all of this will take the rest of the day. Paul said John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him, that is in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. There were about 12 men in all. Okay. In Hindi, we would call this Anubhav. Right? God reveals himself and blesses him blesses these men and all of a sudden they're like okay something's happening in our world okay Paul entered the synagogue and spoke boldly there for three months arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God but some of them became obstinate I love that word obstinate they refused to believe and publicly maligned the way the way means this thing about Jesus the way is the following Jesus following Jesus that's what they called it before they were Christian that's actually what they called it the way did you know that before Christ, the word Christian, it was just the way. And it's based on that scripture where Jesus said, I am the yeah. truth, the life. You know the, you know the rest. So Paul left them. He took the disciples with him and discussions and had discussions daily in the lecture hall of Tyrannus. It's kind of like this. This is not the lecture hall of Tyrannus. It's the lecture hall of the person who owns Famous. He's a nice gentleman that lets us use this for a small fee. This went on for two years. So that all the Jews and the Greeks who lived in the province of Asia heard the word of the Lord. God did extraordinary miracles through Paul. So that even handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him were taken to those who were ill and their illnesses were cured and and the evil spirits left them. Could you imagine God revealing himself to us like this? Some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. Okay, just hold up a second. Did you just say demon-possessed, Ryan? I'm talking to myself. Yes, I did. What, 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 there's this, there's an evil, there's an evil, there's an evil presence? There's evil in the world? Yes, there is. Okay, you need to, you need to, you need to just remember that. So, these people, they would say, in the name of Jesus, who Paul preaches, okay? So, they had heard about this Paul, that he is laying his hands on handkerchiefs. Hopefully, they were clean, okay? And he would take them to someone's house. And, I mean, people would just take his handkerchiefs and, you know, go and put them on people and they would be healed. I mean, they're, they're, they're like, well, he prays in the name of Jesus. He, he, he's, he's, he's invoking the name of Jesus. Okay? That's what they say. He's invoking the name. So we also can do the same because obviously there's something about this Jesus. But, 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 but just look at the person next to you and say, there's a little bit more. There's a little bit more, okay? There's a little bit more. Okay? 
So they would go, they would say, I, would com- I command you to come out. Now, seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish priest, were doing this. So they were Jewish guys, they were doing this. Now, one day, everything was going okay for these guys. They had some relative success, made a little money on the side doing this. But one day, the evil spirit answered them. Oh, man, you know, that's a really bad day. <laughs> okay? It's like a really bad day. One of the, this is, this is like, okay, it's talking to me, all right? And this is what it says. Jesus, I know. And hear this. And Paul, I know. It's important to note. Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. Yeah, I know who Jesus is. I also know who Paul is. But who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. He gave them such a beating (laughs) that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. Now when this became known to the Jews and the Greeks living in Ephesus, they were all seized with fear and the name of the Lord Jesus was held in high honour. Many of those who believed now came and openly confessed what they had done. A number of them who had practiced sorcery and occultic practices bought their scrolls together and burned them publicly. When they calculated the value of the scrolls, the total came to 50,000 drachmas. And in this way, the word of the Lord spread and grew in power. I want to ask you this. How come that evil spirit knew of Paul? How come invoking the name of Jesus wasn't enough to call those spirits to leave those poor people? How come Paul had to be known to have the authority to speak in Jesus' name and call out spirits? Why is it? I'll tell you something about the spiritual world that the Bible talks about. It's not enough to invoke a name. To have rulership over the spiritual realm. You've got to understand something about Paul. Paul had an authority in the spirit that even the demonic realm understood. What was so special about Paul? What was it that gave him that kind of authority? He, he, he explains it in this book. Guess what the book's name is? Ephesians. Let's, 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 I haven't got much time, but let's, let's quickly go over to it and I'm going to begin to explain to you what Paul knew. And not only that, what Paul was trying to pass on to these new baby believers in Jesus. You have to understand something about Paul. Although he had this authority over the spiritual realms, he wasn't trying to keep it for himself. He was trying to get these guys to to actually believe in it and actually understand that they had the same authority, but they, they really struggled because they had some set of beliefs that 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 actually just seized them up them up in fear. So much so that 
they just couldn't believe that it would be that easy. Right? And I, I think this has relevance for us today as we come to Christ, as we begin to invite Jesus into our lives, if, as He's revealing Himself to us, to accept the fact that it's, it's not, He's just not revealing Himself to you so that you can just have His name invoked. He's not just revealing Himself to you because He just wants to reveal Himself to you. He's trying to give you something. He's trying to give you authority. He's trying to give you the ability to actually call out over the spiritual realm. Do you, I don't know if, you, if this, is, this might sound crazy to you, but um, this is relevant because I think a lot of us are really actually afraid and scared about the spiritual realm. And we're not sure, especially when something goes wrong, we're wondering, what is it in the background that is causing this? What is it, what is it that I have stepped under? What curse am I walking in that has caused all of this? And, and this is why it's relevant for us, is because you have to understand, as we begin to walk in Jesus, there is an authority that you begin to have that a lot of people don't even realize that they've got until they begin to walk in it. So this is, listen to this, this is Paul's prayer for these Ephesians, these people who are struggling through this. Um, just one sec, 2 chapter 6 verse 10. Ephesians 1 through to 6, sorry. Yeah, it's, um, let's just go straight across to Ephesians, I'm just because we're running out of time. Ephesians 1, 3 to 6. Paul says this, he says, Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms, everybody say heavenly realms, realms. with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Now, I just want to stop there for a moment. These people, their mindset, where they had come from, who they were, the beliefs that they had grown up with, where did Diana come from? Where did this God come from that they worshipped? Greece. Good answer. But it dropped out of the sky. Now listen to the language that Paul's using. I'm going to read it to you again. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms. You know, in Christ, you are blessed in the heavenly realms. You know what that means? Doesn't matter what star you're born under, you are blessed. Some of you all got to hear this, because there's some stuff that needs to get broken off your life. It's freedom for you today. I'm going to say it again. It doesn't matter what star you were born under, you are free in Christ. It doesn't matter what star you were born under, you are free in Christ. Free in Christ. Free in Christ. 
This is what Paul is trying to tell them. This is what they couldn't get. This is what they couldn't understand because it was just too foreign to them. Messed them up. And then he says this. You're worried about your future. You're worried about what it is that's going to come your way. You're worried about, you know, your past and what's happened and how it's affecting you. Listen, listen to this. He says this, he says, for he chose us, it's in Christ, he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined. Everybody say this word, predestined. Predestined. Do you believe that? That Christ in love has predestined you? And that predestination is His blessing. Hmm. He predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in according with His pleasure and will to the praise of His glorious grace which He has freely given us in the one He loves, that is Christ. Now, this is important because if it's given in Christ, this language is really something. I mean, I, I kind of, I need to go on to verse 13 because this is a prayer that Paul prays over them as a result of what he's saying. Verse 13, go to verse 13. It says this, And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked within him with a seal the promised holy spirit who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are god's possession to the praise of his glory now let's just go back to that thought of why was it that that demon recognized paul and didn't recognize those jews the reason why is because paul was marked with a mark you know when when, when the bible talks about how when we accept jesus and, and it's all throughout the Bible. When we accept Christ, He marks us. I mean, it's, it's, it's symbolic in all sorts of different ways. It's, it's like in other parts, it talks about how he puts, a, he puts a coat on you. You know, and that coat symbolizes that you are of the household of the Most High God. Wow. He puts a, you know, the, the prodigal son story where the where the father puts a, a ring on the son's finger is symbolic of that ring would have, had an, would have had an insignia on it that everybody who had seen that ring would have gone, oh, shucks, he's from that house. He's one of them. You know, he's, he's got authority. His dad is, like, connected. And his dad is... I'm talking like uber rich. He is like up there, okay? Don't mess with that fellow, okay? It's like that, you know. That, that's, that's, that's the mark that Paul had on him. And it was a spiritual mark. Now, I'm going to preach about this next week. I've run out of time. I, what I want you guys to get is there is a mark that gets put on you When you accept Christ and it is 
that mark, it actually allows you to have every spiritual blessing that is in Christ in the heavenly realms. Why is that important? Well, that's important because there's other parts of the Bible that says that the universe is God's and the earth is his footstool. Now just think about what I just said. The universe is God's and the earth is his footstool. In other words, he's above it all. So when someone starts to get afraid about the spiritual realm, or am I cursed, or do, is this wrong, or is that wrong, or is this, you know, what about this and what about that? In Christ it is all finished because the one who sits above it all wants to enter into your life and change everything. And he wants to put a mark on you. And when you begin to walk in life, you begin to walk with authority, not with an arrogance, but you walk without fear. Because no longer are you like, oh, this is happening because of that, and this is happening because of this, and this, and this, and this, this has gone wrong because of that. It's all gone. You've got one name that you're not just invoking, but you're inviting in. Wow. Hmm. You know, I, I come across a lot of people who want to invoke the name of Jesus, and I, I bless them. I pray with them. I hope that they one day understand that Jesus wants so much more for each one of them. He wants to give His people every spiritual blessing. That's what He wants to give. Does that mean that, you know, I, I start prospering and, you know, life gets better all of a sudden? No. It means that you start walking through life with a different set of eyes. You start making decisions differently because you're no longer making decisions out of fear. You're no longer making decisions out of, oh, you know, what about my future? You, you, you're like, God, where are you leading me? And where you take me, I will go because I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. So, okay, I'm going to close in this scripture. Let's jump across to our um, Ephesians chapter 6. I got so much more to teach you on this. And it was almost like... Um, uh, have you ever like accidentally spilled water all over your shirt because you drank out of a cup that had too much of a wide mouth this all happened to you right that's how I felt with preparation this week I was just like it just went all over me and I'm like how am I going to preach this I don't know and all of that so um, anyway I'll, I'll, over this series I'm going to get some more clarity for you but I want to leave you with this thought it's um, chapter 6 verse 10 it says this finally this is what you can do. Finally, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Now, did I say this? Finally, have positive thoughts. Is that what I said? You know, it's good to have positive thoughts, but I've found there's moments when no matter how positive I'm trying to be, I'm just being really negative. <laughs> Know what I'm saying? It's like, I mean, so, I mean, yeah, think positive, positive thoughts. Put those positive thoughts where the sun doesn't shine. You know? It's like, I just had enough of positive thoughts. Just need an escape. I need to get out of here. I need to, you know. Well, you know what I'm saying. But these are the moments where, 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 where it's like, finally, just be strong in the Lord. Just, just do one thing. Be strong in Him. 
be strong in him. Just don't, don't let go. Just, just hold on to him. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, I don't know what else to hold on to, Jesus, but I'm holding on to you. Yeah. You know, when the floods come and wash over, just find that one tree, the cross, and hold on to that thing like nothing else. That's all you need to do. Be strong in him. In his mighty power. See, this is the power that Paul knew about. This is Paul who's writing this. How come that demon knew of Paul? Because Paul knew something about Jesus. He knew Jesus. He had invited Jesus in. Jesus had revealed himself to him. He had let it happen. He let him come in completely. And he said, okay, I'm going to go with this. And he began to realize the mighty power. So much so that healing... I mean, it was just crazy. If you read the, the stories of what Paul did as a result of this, and, and the thing is, it's available for you all. And then he says this in verse 11. He says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. He doesn't delete the fact that there is a, you know, there is a devil, there is evil, there is, there is a reason why there is so much craziness in this world. For our struggle, and he says this, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil. Where? Where? In the heavenly realms. But what do we know now about the heavenly realms? That those in Christ have authority and are completely blessed in the heavenly realms. In other words, as God sits above it all, so do you. So do you. Verse 13 says, Therefore, as a result of this, put on the full armor so that when the day of evil comes, and who knows that days of evil do come. Who's had one of those days? You may be able to stand your ground and after... You have done everything you can just to stand. C3 Mumbai is a church in the heart of India's commercial capital, where a diverse group of people brought together to worship God and to pass on the hope of salvation by grace that we freely received. For more information about C3 Mumbai, please visit our website c3mumbai.com or visit our Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram or tweet us on our handle at C3Mumbai. Hey, it's Ryan here. If you enjoyed this message and you live in Mumbai, we would love to meet you in person. Why don't you come along 11.30 a.m. Studio 10 at Famous Studios in Mahalakshmi.